0: This is the Masters of Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Masters of Fitness Podcast, episode 29 with Tony Houchin. I didn't want to mess your name up, but I got it right. (laughs) Tony Houchin, the uh, head cross-country coach at Lamar University. And what else do you do? The... I'm the Associate Director of Track and Field. Associate <laughs> Director of Track and Field. So we got Mr. The Science. He's going to teach us today about running, right? Isn't that right? Well, is- I, I don't know if I'm gonna, <laughs> how
1: much I'm going to teach. I'm going to tell you what we do. but <laughs> You don't know what I'm teach? <laughs> hey,
0: but uh, once again, you know, thank you for joining the show. Uh, we hope to have a good one today. Hope you guys leave a little bit more educated about, uh, about running. Once again, i got my partner in crime, Mister Thad, Thad King. We'll say, say what's up to the people, Thad. Hey, <clears throat> doing all right today, Ernest? Living. You know how it is. Busy weekend. Busy weekend. So before I get, before I move on, I have a, Did you know, they have a new Triangle Nutrition place just opened up. I just passed by it and saw open up right next to uh, crossing that Mexican restaurant by, uh, what Harmon Academy is.
2: Oh, that little bitty place right there on yeah, the Yeah, little bitty yeah, place. They just yeah. opened
0: up today. It had a huge mm-hmm. line. So I think I know the guy, so I sent him a message and told him we'll give him a shout out on the show tonight, man. So Yeah, that's th- So all you people, man, go check out the uh go check out Triangle, uh Triangle Nutrition. That's one of those Herbalife Nutrition. Herbalife nutrition. Yeah. They have uh I don't know if it's healthy waffles, healthy donuts. Yeah. I'm not gonna oh, yeah. put put them my there like that, yeah. but healthy waffles, <laughs> healthy donuts, be. uh Healthy teas, uh, protein shakes, energy drinks. You know, they, they biggest moniker is you get an energy drink from us, you don't get that special crash. Yeah. So go check those people out at Triangle Nutrition, man. Real good local business. We always about support local business. So go check them out. Now jumping into the show, Mr. Tony. Hey, hey hold
2: on a minute. Hold on. Oh, hold, hold on. on.
0: <laughs> I just ran. Me and Cecilia just ran. Oh man, I'm sorry. A
2: hundred miles. A <laughs> hundred miles, through, for the. For the month of January, and you're just going to start the show and not Hold even want to so, talk to right, me so or I, nothing. I'm Let me
0: apologize for this. So let me... let's. How I'm many times do you run 100 miles in one month? Never. I'm going to give Thad the spotlight. <laughs> let's see. You get two minutes to talk about your running journey. So why did you partake in this running journey? I'm going to interview you today.
2: Right. So. so we got started in this 100-mile uh, challenge. It was uh, for uh, soldier suicide awareness. And... Um, I didn't do it but uh, but Cecilia did. They actually had a little a little deal where you could set up your own um fundraiser and everything and she raised over three hundred dollars, like three hundred and twenty five dollars or something like that. That's great.
0: Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
2: Right. <clears throat> so, um but we worked at it, man, every day, every single day. There was one day we ran in the rain. Yep. You know, it kinda brought back some old memories. <laughs> but uh but it was fun, man. I mean we really had a had a good time uh doing this challenge you know like I, I put on facebook that i've done a lot of goofy challenges through the years you know all kinds of goofy things but this one i actually enjoyed this
0: challenge i really did and it was some it was it's been some crazy weather a couple of these weekends so how did you manage to run the sleep it was one weekend when it was bad it was cold it was icy and rain, yeah. and I saw you, Cecilia, and those pole dogs out yeah. there running yeah. that back trail, <laughs> yeah. cold as it is. Man, we, to just, be we just,
2: I don't know, man. It was just weird. I just, we just put our shoes on and took off. No matter what the weather was, we were going to get it done. And so that's, and we what, did uh, it.
0: that's what the world famous David Groggins always said it's one thing to be motivated and be obsessed. Yeah. You're motivated is a flighting feeling. You're motivated to work out, but then are you motivated to run? Then you go outside and it's cold and it's raining, so now you that motivation is gone. But when yeah. you're obsessed, it oversees the motivation. You're gonna get it done regardless. So that's good stuff. So what's your plan for uh, next month? Two hundred miles. Man, I don't know. I was hoping I was gonna come on the. You can't be. I, I, uh, I, I was
2: hoping true. I was gonna come on the show and announce this what we're gonna do in February. It's a but, shorter month too.
0: 200 yeah, it's only, it's only uh,
2: twenty eight days. <laughs> So right, I don't know. Maybe. We're yeah, gonna figure something be, uh,
0: out. You can't be Masters of Fitness is not a one trick pony. So you, <laughs> so you can't come out here and be a one trick pony, nah. But that's good stuff, man. A hundred miles. It was for a good cause. I think Cecilia added me to the uh added me to the group. Yeah. It was a hundred mile group. Yeah. I actually need to I'm pretty sure I didn't get a hundred miles, but I'll calculate my miles up and see what I got.
2: What app do you record your uh zone?
0: Nike Plus, it's uh, on there. Peloton running, all that stuff like that. So yeah. Whatever it is. So back to the stars, since Thad stole the spotlight. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Get him off his soapbox. Let's get back to Mr. Tony Houchin. Thank you for joining the show today, man. Lamar University representing a local celebrity and a (laughs) running. Logo celebrity. Hey, you. Hey, Any that's a what? Four times, uh, Southland Conference Coach of the Year. You said for men's cross country. For men's cross country. For men's cross country. So that's that's some good stuff. So tell the people about yourself. Uh, what you do at Lamar and your whole you. Tell people about yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, this so this is my sixth year at Lamar University, and um, you know, I'm just really fortunate to be part of a program that has a long history of winning, um. You know, conference championships. We've been very, very good, Uh, and I'm—I feel like I'm just a cog in an already well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they—they've done a good, good bit of winning before I got here. Okay lucky i haven't screwed it up
0: so. <laughs> hey sometimes you just sometimes you get the keys to the lamborghini you just got to drive it and don't wreck it just don't a lot it. of people right. can't drive a lamborghini though so you got to give yourself a pat on the back for that
1: fair that's fair thank you very much yeah. <laughs> okay yeah.
0: so so before you came to lamar kind of give everybody your journey into cross country and how did it all get started
1: well you know I, this was the only sport i kind of did growing up okay I, I, my parents never took me to t-ball i didn't play little league or pop warner or do anything like that i was kind of I wasn't a very fit kid (laughs) so I remember uh, I tried out for like seventh grade um, uh, track and that kind of kind of wet my palate a little bit to to the sport so I just kind of got into running and and stuck with it Um, yeah and then uh, I turned out to be pretty good once I got into high school uh, in Oklahoma uh, ran at Oklahoma State and I was terrible on the team, it was a really good team, you know. So, I was really lucky. Coach Weiss, uh, Dick Weiss at Oklahoma State, he was my coach. Hold on, let's backtrack a little bit.
0: Yeah, you went to Oklahoma State, I did. What year did you finish? 99. 99? 99? Okay. 99, okay. I'm a sooner, that's why. Oh, we, that's all, why say all. Say that. we all got our phones. Yeah, okay. All right, it's all right. I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you continue. I'll let you continue. So, I was. See, I was gonna wear my Oklahoma, uh, oh. Oklahoma hoodie today, but I said, you know what, I'm not gonna do that. So I left it alone. It so
2: <laughs> I was thinking he was being real quiet about that, right? I, no, know I, I didn't know that. I
0: never okay. let that. I never let stuff like that slide. <laughs> now, there. when did you? When were you? At that? I was there from 2001 to 2004. Okay. Yeah. So. I was there
1: 94 to 99? Okay. I ran, like I said, I was terrible though. Coach Weiss had a big enough <laughs> heart not to kick me <laughs> off the team, so. <laughs> Um, but then I must have done something right because I was hired on as a graduate assistant coach for three years. Okay. So when you say
0: terrible, what does that mean?
1: No, we, we were legit, a legitimately good team. Like, okay. We were third when I was a sophomore, third at the national championships when I was wow. a sophomore. okay. We were fourth when I was a junior, and I was not part of that top seven. <laughs> so, yeah. Um um, like I said, but I got to see a lot. I uh, got to see the ups and downs of a season, and I was really lucky to see how guys developed um, throughout the rigors of a competitive NCAA season. Um, yeah. So then I went on to be, like I say, a GA coach okay. at OSU for three years. And I was, I was not good. I The only time I ever scored at the conference meet was when I was on a relay, so I was probably getting carried <laughs> by other guys. For being honest. So, for those who don't know,
0: how, when you say score, how does the cross country meet set up and how does one win state and
1: how does it all work? Now, I only scored on the track. The track I was okay. not good enough to make a varsity cross country there. We were like elite, elite good. Okay. So, um, but for, for cross country, the way it scores is uh, the most you can run uh, during the championship season is seven guys and the top five score. Okay. And, and then the lowest score wins. So, let's say a team goes finishes first second third fourth and fifth that's you add those up that's 15 so a perfect score is 15
0: okay 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 so what do you mean by the lowest time
1: no not lowest time lowest score
0: lowest score okay okay Okay. lowest score lowest overall score okay 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 so transitioning out of track what got you in what made you want to be a coach
1: you know at first i just wanted to be a high school teacher and high school coach and stuff but after seeing guys train and and live like uh um on the elite level, I—I I don't know—it really sparked an interest in me, and, and um, that's the level that I wanted to kind of teach at. And I was lucky that I l- had a good template to learn from at OSU okay. and other places. So,
0: do you still use some of those aspects today in your uh, coaching? Oh my gosh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, yeah, for sure.
1: And that was a while ago now.
0: So, <laughs> so, you know. But running is so running is running, right? Am I? Is that's there? Exactly any, right. How's it? How has it running changed since you ran? to now in regards to like the science behind it and understanding
1: that's a good question you know a lot of the old school coaches um they ran hard a a lot more frequently now there's a lot more of an emphasis on recovery Mm -hmm. um so there's you space out work a little bit more and then maybe you temper down a lot of of the work it is that you do uh, a lot more so we used to run when I say we, I mean the good guys on the team. We, they would run. <laughs> hey,
0: look, you got to put that was so long ago. You got to put yourself in them. Like, look, like I was on the yeah, national. The
2: I was fine, on the top team. The I, running, running hard.
1: Yeah. Um. So they would go like, for example, they would run long runs. So we would go and run uh, anywhere from ninety minutes to two hours, and they'd go somewhere between six minutes and six twenty. Six thirty a mile, and that's and long runs weren't the intense runs. Yeah, like so we would do Friday tempo runs. Uh, we do ten mile tempo runs, and they would go. I don't know when when they were when they were really cooking. They would go you know fifty two thirty for ten miles. Hold on, 50, <laughs> ten miles at fifty two. Yeah, like five fifteen or so <laughs> pace. Five, like right in there. Dang, they um, must be wearing
0: wearing some special shoes or something, huh? Not back then. There ain't no special <laughs> shoes back then. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my rhyme. My my (laughs) fastest mile ever ran was a 559. And I died. I laid in the grass of my neighbors and just was there for 30 (laughs) minutes. That's all right. So, how do you build up the capacity to run that far? Maybe I'm jumping, maybe you'll get into it. Maybe I'm jumping a little bit far ahead, but. How does one build up that capacity? Is it something you just get or is it... Well,
1: to be fair, not everybody is capable of doing those things that those guys did. Okay. the thing everybody does have the capability of doing is improving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's all based on aerobic development. Okay. And the more you do, much like what you guys do with your CrossFit, you know, the more you do something, you know, you're going to get better at it over time. Either you're going to get better with technique and and you'll see that with runners too. The more you run, your body is going to fall into its greatest form of efficiency. Like especially if you're working on it. A yeah. Bit if you're doing drills. But at the same time, the more you do it, you know, your as your aerobic capacity improves, you're going to be able to. Yeah, you're just going to find yourself improving over time.
0: So you get. So you're saying I'll be able to run that if I keep trying really, really hard.
1: Maybe <laughs> I mean, you never. I'm not going to put limits on any. Don't put so, limits on me. Yeah. It, okay.
0: Right? <laughs> so that how much
2: um how much would you say that somebody that kind of talent somebody is is born with you know uh,
1: that's a good question it's it, that's hard, that's so hard to say because you
2: you start getting into to the to the muscle different muscle group types right. you know yep, muscle and, fiber types yeah. right right right
0: well look, we got I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump in real quick and Did you? I'm sorry. Did I interfere with your question? No, no, no. No. Okay. So just as we get into it, Nicole Wooten has a coach and say, how, Uh, how do you get over that 10 mile hump? My body starts to uh, starts to give up every time.
1: Yeah. So, so, you know, that's hard to. So what's, what's giving up? Is
0: she running out of energy? Does she start hurting? No, Nicole. So Nicole is a good friend of mine. I would say running out of energy. Okay, running so out of energy slowing down slowing down yeah just can't mentally break that barrier yeah
1: a lot of it yeah i mean you do have to go longer some at times and sometimes you just got to break it up and you got to be more consistent with training like say as your aerobic capacity improves you're going to find yourself more capable um, just at the activity in general
0: oh, okay all right so just just stand with it
1: i i that's what i think yep
0: so once you get to that so once you get to that 10-mile mark, you just force yourself to go more than 10 or just based off how your body feels
1: or how? Well, it, here's the thing. It's hard to comment because, like, it depends on your specific goal, whether, okay. whether or not, like, if you've got a specific goal for that 10 miles, you know, it's, it's how you approach that goal. So it might very well be that. She and much like other people do, they, they're she's starting off too fast too in the early okay. stages, yeah. So, the way I do things and the way I try to get guys to race and the way I get guys to train, you want the end to be your fastest, not the beginning. So, a lot of times, people they're okay with starting out fast and then letting their uh the pace degrade throughout the course of the activity, whereas really, you want to finish aggressively. Yeah. She said, uh, here we go. She said, I hurt. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. But the more you hurt today, the more you're going to be able to hurt tomorrow. You also increase your pain threshold a little bit. All right,
0: right, good. Hey, so I would be remiss if I didn't go uh, too far ahead, but somebody just gave it a shout-out, so we'll jump right into it. They love the R.E.S. Sports Drinks. R.E.S. Sports drink. yep. So... Tell tell the people about this. Just a little, I guess, a little snippet about it. You brought yep. some in. And I said I'll do a live taste test on that. Oh, so here you we say go. you stand by it. So I'm yeah. a, so I do. Fa- I love it. So as you're talking about it, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my mic down and take a test, cause All I right. want people to hear me gulping this <laughs> gulping this stuff down. So
1: right. So as much as I commented earlier about how there's much more of an emphasis on recovery, part of um, that in- increased emphasis of recovery uh, is nutrition and. You know, the proximity that you put in nutrition after intense bouts of activity are very important. Uh, Not only the time Mm -hmm. that you put good nutrition in, it's also what kind of nutrition you put Mm -hmm. in. So, um, a friend of mine uh, put me onto this, and and I've been, it's a startup company, it's a small company, um, but they are, um, this is a a great uh, recovery drink formula. You know, most people walk around with uh, some kind of a deficiency in omega 3 fats in Mm -hmm. the body. Um, also, this has great ingredients in that it's got uh, collagen, carnitine, whey protein. It's all natural fruit juice, and you don't have to shake it. Um, you know, but you uh, know, it's natural habit. That's, <laughs> that's right. it's our natural habit to it shake it up. That's right. Yep. But everything kind of emulsifies in it, so it's actually a solid. Man,
0: this is legit fr- good. It tastes like like real berries. This a berry flavor. That's right. Yep. yep. Okay, I can. You can taste the natural berries in it because mm-hmm. it's not. You know when you taste the artificial sugars is over, like it overburdens you. This is more like a natural, right. natural
1: taste, natural yeah, feel. To I'm it. impressed. Yeah, good. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad a. to. Like, and this, it's, this is real. It's so different. Yeah, like for mm-hmm. a protein drink, especially for like a, um, a a recovery drink. So often times it's chocolate or vanilla. So I think that this is nice because you know it's a little lighter. It's easy on the stomach.
0: V- chocolate much. or vanilla. It seems so heavy, and it's That's right. Yeah. So, so just some good stuff. It is. Yep. All yep. right. So that was that was uh, uh so she brought it up, so we brought it up. I said I was gonna taste test it. <clears throat> this some legit this stuff tastes really good. And it's like you say, when you're running you don't want nothing heavy That's right. on you. You want something quick, you know, pop the Gatorade, kill this real quick and get going. That's right. Especially it has what, twenty five uh grams of carbohydrate, so yeah. Yep. With, yeah so yeah there's some good so stuff it's not a
1: ton of sugars in it yeah but, you know but it also has the 20 grams of protein no yo that's what I'm saying it's, yeah, it's, it's enough good.
0: it's enough what you that's need right. while you're running and doing the recovery stuff no yep. good stuff and Nicole maybe that's the reason why you know proper recovery and nutrition too that's could right. help you push
1: over the edge right and, and yep and and also like for the longer bouts like for some people like these guys that I was talking about the high high level athletes you know they when they go and run 10 miles they're going 53 55 minutes well if it's taking you 90 minutes to two hours to do 10 miles. Well, you need to make sure that you fuel during oh, yeah. the activity, <clears throat> much okay. like you would in a, in a race, in a marathon, they've got, you know, hydration tables Every and two. you put in yeah. calories. Um, yeah. And I'm also a big advocate of, of caffeine. You know, I think, you know, it, it, and not, not for the, everybody thinks you take the caffeine for this energy burst, but that's not why. More, I like the caffeine for the, the amount of focus yeah. that mm-hmm. it, it gives you during the activity because... You know, your mind wanders, yeah. or you kind of let up a little bit, but it allows you to kind of stay tuned in. Tune in. That's Everybody.
0: some of stuff. So yeah,
2: yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Where can you find this? Um, it's sold online.
1: So they're not in retail stores. Uh, if you just look up ERS uh, uh, Sports Drink, it's it's online. Um, there's They have an Instagram page, a Twitter um, okay. Yeah. So it's, right now it's direct to consumer.
0: Consumer. Okay. Good stuff. No, this is legit good. I want some of this. I'm a first off. I'm a sucker for anything that tells me I'm gonna <laughs> right? do better. <laughs> go. Even if even if it even if it's a placebo, right? it'll make right. me feel like I'm running better. For sure. But Plus, I'm all for it. So. <laughs> Plus it's easy. <laughs>
1: That's what? right. Grab and go. Right? Grab you're and go. You don't going to mix anything. Man
0: said
2: you don't even have to shake it up.
0: All right. But it's a natural habit to shake it
1: up. You keep saying
2: that extra second so it, it
0: makes right. it fun. <laughs> so transitioning back a little bit. Yep. So. As you look at athletes, you say you do you do a lot of recruiting, right, all over the world. Gotcha. Yeah. So what do you say – let's start off the difference between, would you say, running cross-country in high school as compared to running on a college level?
1: Right. So, yeah. Uh, so when a, a student athlete at the high school level, you know, when they run at a certain time, it's easy to kind of recruit globally because if somebody's run a certain time for a 5K – regardless of where it is they've run it, that's what they've run. Mm-hmm. I mean you do have to look at certain other factors, like if a kid happens to run if a kid's from Colorado or something, mm-hmm. they've run that at altitude. So, you know, obviously the performance is diminished because of the altitude. Or like if somebody down here, you know, we got the poor man's altitude in southeast Texas. <laughs> we got humidity. that gas, right? Yeah. We got the humidity. This sweet so. humidity. <laughs> that's right. So like sometimes you've got to factor that like a kid from Florida, you know, that performance might be diminished compared to somebody that's say from I don't know, California. Okay. Yeah. Um, or, like, at the same time, somebody that's from abroad. And we recruit quite heavily on the international front in Okay, my program.
0: And so do y'all just look at times, or is it, like, it is just flat out, if you got a good time, you're going to be an elite college runner. That's or do you, the start. Or, or do you say to take some other things into Oh, yeah. We,
1: we, yeah, we look at a lot of different things. And, you know, through in the recruiting process, you have um, conversation with the kid and, and um, you can tell a lot by the kinds of questions that they ask what it is they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking for stuff or, or whatever. Um, or, or if they're, they're asking kind of somewhat skeptical questions of our training, then they might not have an open mind to doing things. A, different, a way. different way. Okay, right. yes. And so for me, like, I'm a big believer, as as you guys know, like, you, Masters of Fitness, you just said at the beginning of mm-hmm. the conversation, you got to be good at a lot of different things. Yeah. Well, you also have to know that there's more than one way to get to the same end point. Yes. You know, there's not just one road. So a lot of um, student athletes out there, like, if they're open to trying things different, you know, I think they're going to be very, very successful. Okay. Yep. You can't you can't pigeonhole yourself into one way or one method. Wonderful thing. You say you could pick up on that just from those conversations that That's you right. have. Yeah, okay. I, yep, from the questions that they ask and the way <laughs> they respond to the things I say. I'm like, mm, I think we'd be a good fit. Okay. Yeah. And and more than anything, you want somebody that, um, yeah. I mean, you want somebody that you know hates losing. They hate losing more than they <laughs> like winning. You know. So man. <clears throat> You, I know, I
2: know you do. You recruit literally just globally. That's right. And because uh, I've
0: known you for quite a while.
1: And you're one of the first per- people I met in Southeast Texas. Oh, really? really? Yeah, for sure. That
0: just God knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No,
1: we were just at the same place. Right.
2: You know, I mean, we, right. we went out there. Um, y'all go out there and train at Cattail Marsh on Sunday mornings. That's right. Twice a week. And that's where we run across them is running out of Cattail uh, Marsh on Sunday mornings. That's right. But some of these. These people have got to be just literally just shocked whenever they get here and try to run in this in this hot
1: heat and humidity, huh? One hundred percent. You take a kid because I have a lot of kids, uh, British kids, so from England and things, and so when they get here, the heat is oppressive, and <laughs> and they don't and the, you can get used to the heat, but it doesn't go away because with the humidity, it,
0: it just sits like it's sitting on
1: your shoulders. It gets worse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So like you know, in a dry climate, when you sweat. You know, your sweat evaporates. Evaporates, and, and it cools heat, you off. Right? Yes. For us, it doesn't, and it ends up insulating your body to, you know, the heat that you're generating. So yeah. So, so because of that, I have to, to alter the training in this environment over, say, when I coached at, um, you know, uh, even, even Birmingham, Alabama. It's the oh, worst yeah. year. Really? Oh, for sure. So this some of the worst humidity no, no, it's the worst. The worst. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, you know, people, sure.
0: people always say that, but, you know, like, oh, it can't be that bad. But it's like. No, it's real. But that was, not that you say that, because I ran a half marathon in Plano. Right. And it was like, man, it was like fresh air. It was like breathing. It was like a whole new world. Because it, it was me and my buddies from Houston it was like, man, the air was so fresh. Everything <laughs> was so cool. And this was in August. And we was used to running like the dead of heat in Southeast Texas. And it's like you
1: about to pass out. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah, no, no matter how even if you wake up early, early in August, like yeah. you so you have to you have to it's a balance because the earlier you wake
2: up, the higher the humidity right. is. Right. That's what I was fixing to say. The earlier in the morning, the higher your humidity is. So yeah, they, they
1: with the heat all humidity. Right. Right. <laughs> so the sun cooks the humidity off. Right.
2: So there you are.
1: Right. And then so then if you want to also talk about like the physiology of mm-hmm. and the science of, of running, um, so if you consider per cubic foot of space, um, the oxygen saturation in a high humidity climate is going to be much less than in a dry climate. Oh. Because, so like if I had a glass of, if I had a glass of, um, a, a, just a glass, yeah. <laughs> and it was halfway full of water, well, how much oxygen is in that glass? Hmm. But then if the glass was completely empty, how much oxygen is in the glass? More. Yeah. So much like here, per cubic foot of space, there is, there's uh, hum- more, there's humidity here in Southeast Texas, so it's occupied by m- water molecules. Man. See? So the oxygen concentration is a little less. That's why I have such
2: a hard time breathing during workouts. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly
1: right. See? <laughs> yep. So my, Problem my, solved.
2: My,
0: yep. <laughs> I, think we, I think we got our, uh, our soundbite, our clip for the show right there. <laughs> yep. So. Oh.
1: Yep. And so, like, my girlfriend, she coaches at the University of New Mexico. Okay. She, she's one of the ones commenting up on it. Which there. one is she? Laura. <laughs> So Laura, little Laura bit about Renee, Laura. So, um, <laughs> Hello, Laura. Oh, Laura, right there. Right. So anyways, uh, so I'll go visit her in, in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and I'll go run, and it's 5,000 feet altitude. I'll find that it is easier um, to run there than it is here oftentimes, even really? though it's 5,000 feet. So then I went I, one time, like, I go off on tangents. Coaches are <laughs> glorified storytellers. No, no, hey, so yeah, tell, tell, a story. tell a story, yeah. Right. We... So there's a kid on my team, really smart kid, Kyle mm-hmm. Garcia, he and I, we were out running one time, and I brought this up to him. I was like, man, like, I wish there was a way that we could kind of figure out the saturation of oxygen here compared to, I said, say, like Albuquerque. So he went home, and after the, we were running, like, I went and I ran you know, a handful of miles with him when I could keep up. <laughs> and he went home, and he did the calculations for that day with the humidity and the temperature that day at that time. And he he said, to, he called me. He was like, yeah, Tony, you're right. The uh, There's there's Damn. less oxygen in less oxygen saturation in southeast texas today than there was in albuquerque at that time and i was like all right i'm not not crazy i'm not crazy yeah this is this I mean is i believe stuff
2: right because i'm telling you man sometimes and it's in as much as i hate to say it the older i get the, the humidity <laughs> really really affects
0: me mm-hmm.
2: and the only I, I try to explain it to people because i feel like i feel like i'm breathing through a straw
0: sure <laughs> yes you know like you just and you just like you feel like you just and it's like you just learn to deal with it. It's tough. Yeah. You just learn to deal with it and just kind of and you feel like you fighting your runs, right? So well,
1: that's when that's when you have to be really judicious about the pace that you're going. You okay, know, you got to be really careful because, like I said, this whoever it was that was commenting about a ten mile run, like if you go out too fast early in whatever, even if it's a five k or whatever it is you're looking to do, boy, when it when it jumps on you.
0: It jumps on you. it, <laughs> it comes quick you and it refer, doesn't get off. You can't get that monkey off yeah, your back. It is there. Right. It. there. That's right. Just right. there. So let's say we got a uh let's see, we got another question. Let's let's send one in. This one's from my wife. What happens when you're slow the whole time? How do you even begin to run long distances?
1: Well, yeah, you just got to keep going. Like, yeah, I mean, that's just it. Like, you know, and got to be consistent with it. It's not about. Uh, so there's one time when I was a, 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 a GA at o- Oklahoma State. I also worked in a specialty running store in Oklahoma City, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the Runner, and um, people would come in all the time and they'd tell me like, oh, I'm running, I'm training for a marathon. So I would always like, whoa, you must be running a ton. And they're like, yeah, I'm running like. 30 miles a week. And I was like, that's not, that's not a ton. And, yeah. and then they would, tell me, they would tell me how their weeks were structured. Yeah. And they would do like 18 or 20 of that week all on one day. And I was yeah. like, there's no consistency. You know, it would be better if they spread some spread of that it out. work okay. out throughout the course of the week. Yep.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Let's see, we got another question. Uh, what should parents do to help their student athletes who want to get to the next level?
1: That's a that's a good question. Um, just support them, you know, okay. and the number one and also don't try to don't try to railroad kids into doing one thing necessarily. Be a very well-rounded athlete, support them, um, and and also keep it fun. I think kids, you know, happy runners run fast. And if you want to, you know, you want to keep if you keep them happy, keep them having fun, they're going to end up running fast, I believe. No, that's that's the
0: truth. That's the truth. Like, I guess it was while um, somebody wants to get my son, he's six years old, to play select baseball, I'll say, nope. Not yet. Not yet. I want him to do I got <laughs> burned with my daughter with that. We just, you know, let him play all the sports and just work on focus on being a better athlete right now. 100%. So, so that question actually leads us into the next topic is when you get a runner in high school, how do you develop them further? Ask him about, So say if you have a top guy in college. What do you do to help that guy as compared to somebody who you just grab and say, I know I can make this person better? Do you have kind of the same approach with I'll, both?
1: Yep. A lot of it, um, to be honest, it's, a lot of it's aerobic development. You know, okay. that's how I look at things. I think, you know, the more aerobically developed you are, the more wor- of a workload volume, w- more your workload capacity is going to be. So for me, I'm a big believer that most people need to do more. You know, and, and more means something different for everybody. So Mm -hmm. if I got a kid, a very highly accomplished uh, athlete out of high school um, that's only running 30 miles a week, well, more for that guy is going to be different than the guy that's coming to me who's run 80 miles a week. So one guy to improve, he probably just needs to run 35 or 40, whereas the other guy who's come at me running 80, he might need to run 90 Mm -hmm. or 100. You know, but it's it's kind of a step. And also, like, different people have, some people do have um, some biomechanical issues, so we put them through some sprint drills. We put okay. them through some stretching. Some of them are just weak. So, you know, we yeah. we, do, we don't we do do a ton in the weight room. Um, okay. So, but we do do some strengthening stuff. Or we do some, like, some bounding. We yes. do some P- exercise.
2: Plyometric type
0: stuff. So, yep, yeah, some of that. So no heavy stuff. squats. No, no. Nope, nope. <laughs>
1: don't want too much muscle developing oh, no. those legs. Huh? That's right. That's right.
0: See, that's my problem I squat too much. Yeah, that's it. It is. It probably is. <laughs> yeah. if you're
1: looking to run fast,
0: you know. So, what do you say to a parent who wants to get their kids into cross country? Like, when, how does one start with that?
1: You know, I don't know. I don't, it's I don't think it's a good idea for it to be the parent's idea. Okay, you want it to be the kids' idea. kids' idea. Okay, so yeah, if a kid says they want to do this, support them. You know, and, and it's going. Sometimes it's tough to get your head wrapped around because ain't like. People aren't scoring points during the course of a race or whatever. You know what I mean? Some parents have a, a hard time wrapping their head yeah. around it. Yeah,
2: cross-country running and um, long-distance running, that's just oh, that too, yeah. that's just something that you just get a hankering for at one
1: point in your life, man, and just pick it up. Yep. You know, I,
0: it's either you like it or you don't, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like. Yep, sometimes. And, and just support them. Keep them having fun. and. and yeah, it'll be the kids' idea if they want to. Because if you try to <laughs> push them into something, no matter what it is, they're, they're going to push like, back. They're
0: going to push back. You're yeah. not, not going to want to do it. So they'll do it because only because you want them to do it, not because they genuinely love it. Right. And you got to love to run to want to run that much. For sure. So <laughs> I didn't know too much about cross country when I was in high school. Oh, right. It seemed like only – like they just took the guys who ran track and they just made those guys run cross country. Yep. Sometimes, so, yep. So – I know besides stating the obvious sprinters sprinting versus distance running mm-hmm. what's the difference between the two
1: yeah well it's pretty big in regards this...
0: like in regards to training muscle structure and all that good stuff
1: right that's uh, there's a lot there's a lot that you could bring into that question so yeah they have different kinds of muscle fibers you had talked about yeah. um, earlier mm-hmm. you know they're gonna have a lot more fast twitch muscles um, and things like that There are gonna be there's gonna be more of it like them in the weight room is it's more vital for them to be in the weight room than for us. OK. Um, now that being, and then the, the training volume is significantly different. Um, so like for us, we'll go out on a, on a Sunday. You know, kids will run 18 to 20 miles on my team. <laughs> Right? Every on, the, on one day? Yeah, every, all the time. Yeah, okay. one run. One run. Yep. <laughs> and then even on on like on Fridays, that's our big day, we'll do a tempo run. So they'll do a two-mile warm-up, a 10-mile tempo run, and a two-mile cool-down. Whereas, like, a, a heavy sprint day might be something three times 350 meters. Well, they're not even running 50 seconds on yeah. each rep. But yeah. the amount that they're pushing... The it, effort they're putting out. It might even be yeah. worse. I mean, because those kids are they're throwing up and they're getting like cramping up just from less than 3 minutes of work. Yeah,
2: basically you're I mean you're comparing
0: uh, like a anaerobic to
2: aerobic, aerobic Okay.
1: Yeah, their lactic levels shoot way yeah. up. So how long would it take Real you fast.
0: To, how long would it take you to make a sprinter into a distance runner? Can you ultimately flip that switch or is it it I takes time? I don't know yeah. about that, one, yeah.
1: huh, Tony? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Some people have done it. You never I mean there, but there's no formula for that necessarily. You know what I mean? It, that'd be hard to comment. I can put it to you this way: I don't, I
2: don't see Hussein Bolt going out and running, running a half marathon. Fine. Or he doesn't even run
0: miles. I, I believe it. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> he you don't, don't have need to. to. He don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch
1: it. I run a while. Seven million dollars a year, running nine
0: seconds. So in reverse, can you make a cross country runner a sprinter? Which one would be easier? You think? I,
1: th- I actually, I think it would be easier to make a sprinter a distance runner. Yep. Really? I agree. Yeah.
0: Why is that? Is
1: you know, it's it's just it's it's just I think it's easier. I mean, you because you all you gotta do is slow down and go longer.
0: That is true. So, okay, yeah. Instead so, of trying to go, yeah. try to, instead of trying to go faster. Right. Some people just don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. I mean, that's that's the uh, that's an honest good question, man. Yeah. So, but I don't know. So maybe. So you telling me I need. So what I'm getting from my list, if I want to improve my running, stop squatting as much. <laughs> So, so like, so at my training, I do distance runs, but I still do sprint. Should I just focus just on like those long, like those long runs, or how should I space that out?
1: Well, now you said you uh, were focused on doing Ironman training. Ironman training, right? yes. So, like that is so long. I mean, you know, you got what is it, two point four mile swim, two point four mile swim, then a hundred and twelve mile bike,
0: and a and a marathon, and then a marathon.
1: Yes. So you need to be hyper focused. On the aerobic threshold and you don't want to be gener- um, creating any any lactic acid at all okay so you want to stay under that threshold so like some heart rate training type stuff huh yes Maybe. you could you could do that um now with heart rate training you would actually need to to do um, the lactic test where like you're, you're pricking your finger and you're testing your lactic levels during a huh. workout so then you can identify the specific heart rate that you're producing like Can you do on. that around here? or um, We don't. Because okay. for me, I'm like, in order to do testing, you're losing time on training. So I'd yeah. rather err on the side of caution, back okay. guys off on training, run more. But there are there are places that can do it, and there's stuff you can get. That we can if do you that really want to get with. take that deep dive and get If you want to get super technical.
0: But I did find the other day I was doing some zone runs. So I'm going to keep my heart rate in like a zone 2, which is like 120 to 130. And around mile 3, I just got into a zone where I could just Keep running keep running i realized i got like to a 9 nine thirty is my pace and my heart rate was still at that 130 yep. as compared to just coming out juicing it or you get tired then you fighting your heart rate at like 156 the whole time
1: well a lot of times uh like i talked a lot about structuring the run and the race and the workout very specifically to where you don't start too hard um a lot of times people uh, aren't warmed up effectively for whatever exercises they're doing. You got to give, particularly if you're doing like an Ironman type thing, well, you start producing that lactic acid too early, you're going to bonk real early. Yeah. So yeah. you, you want to make sure that your body gets into that exercise state. You know, you got the vasodilation, increased venous return, so you, your muscles are, are pumping the blood back to your heart. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then and then also your body re-diverts blood flow. So it restricts blood to unnecessary areas mm. and then it also increases the blood flow to the parts that you're using. Okay.
2: So, this is a good segue into what I've I've always wanted to know this and I've it's really really weird, okay? Like myself. And I've had this happen to me. I could not tell you how many times. Yeah. But you you take off running. Okay. And you get cruising along, get about, I'm just going to say, four miles into a run. Okay. And then all of a sudden, it's like something. somebody just turns on a switch.
0: <laughs> turns on a switch.
2: I'm telling you, and it's like your heart rate just goes down. And I'm telling you, I mean, it's like the snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. It's like your heart rate goes down, your breathing just goes completely calm, everything in your body gets loose, yep. and you just take off. Yep. And it's unbelievable of how much, how fast I can run. Sometimes, whenever I achieve this, this particular state that I'm talking about, yep. I mean, it's, it's, I have no way to to explain yep. the way it makes me feel.
1: I mean, I guess it's that runner's high that people talk about. Yep, release of endorphins, and then your body it's fully unreal. and your body more fully gets <clears throat> into the exercise state. When you're talking about three or four miles in, so you're talking maybe. Twenty odd, thirty odd minutes, or whatever it is, you're into the run. That's about the time your body needs to warm up. Yeah, you know. I've,
2: so, I've always explained it to people like it's like everything in my body just gets just dilates, you know, and just that's right. Uh, you know, and like whew, I can breathe. That's exactly what happens. Like everything.
1: Yep, yep. Your body's going to facilitate the work. Easier, um, yeah. Just does the stuff.
0: To I think you're blowing everybody's mind with this, with uh, with the detail you put into running. My wife just posted, running is so complicated. Okay.
1: <laughs> but it's not. It's so simple. It's so you simple. Know, yeah. yeah. Make it
0: as complicated <laughs> as, as, as you'd you like want to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So my buddy Josh, he wrote, uh, oh, so you hear that, Josh? You need to learn to slow down. He puts pedal to the metal. That's that's his philosophy. When he comes over, I could always beat him in a workout because he's gonna go, he's gonna go, he's gonna go all out fast. Right? He
2: says less blood equals less oxygen, <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> so he,
0: so he's gonna go all out, and I know no, every time. Say oh, if you can keep that pace, more power to you. And he always comes back. Yep. So.
1: Yep. And, and you know it too so like you don't sweat like come no no yeah really you don't, like... yeah you don't
0: pressure yourself you so later. yeah so is that kind of one of the things you tell your guys like when they go into the race they run your race as yeah. compared to running somebody else's race
1: well you know a lot of times uh you know teams athletes and um athletes of certain coaches have certain tendencies so there's certain teams where they go out really hard because some coaches tell them they just tell them you need to get out. You need to get out and get into it, and you need to start racing and competing from the beginning. But then, you know, I I try to tell people, like especially for the longer races, like a ten k, mm-hmm. you know, which is say the NCAA regional championship distance, we we usually kind of tend to hang back on something like that, uh, and then try to close hard at the end. Yeah. Um, but then there's sometimes, like given certain conditions, where you got to get out a little bit harder. Like if if the course is a little muddy mm-hmm. or um, or at the same time, if you know like you know other teams have a hard time closing at the end, then you you wanna get out hard, so you you wanna okay. give, them, give them a race plan that's specific to I have a good friend of
2: mine that believes the in the um the go out hard just go out and get in front of everybody, then kind of kick back. That's how Richard, Richard James, that's his theory. Oh, yeah. yeah, Richard's a whole nother. So, <laughs> yeah. Making it harder on yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, because like, especially like, unless you're actually trying to win and there's a specific reason for you to do that. Like, I agree with that. Just run your race and do the things yeah. you need to, to do. And wouldn't you rather finish? It'd be, wouldn't it be the mentality, the mindset that you have when you finish the race, if it's a marathon or Ironman and you finish and you think, I could, I think I could have gone a lot yeah. faster because then you're going to want to do it again mm-hmm. yeah. to get faster. Whereas if you go out really hard early and you're dying and you're hanging on and you, you're you cramping up and you barely f- make it to the finish line, you're going to finish that race and say, oh, my God, what happened? Yeah. Yep, that's how, I was on any,
0: my, that's how I was on my marathon. i say, like, what the hell happened to me? Right? <laughs> if you felt prepared. I felt
1: prepared, yeah. Right? and that But now in the marathon, the marathon is a fickle friend. and Because I also coach some professional-type marathoners on the okay. side as well. And, like, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes it's good to you and sometimes it's not. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Yeah. So taking a deeper
0: dive, kind of briefly discuss, like, what is your methodology in your coaching methods? Like, how do you – How do you break your coaching style down? What do you say you do differently that other people do? If you want to, I don't want you to give away any of your secrets. Oh, no, no, there's no secrets. No, No, there's no (laughs) secrets.
1: You know, I try to, I I spend a good amount of time trying to build a strong rapport with each individual athlete. And as much as possible, you try to individualize training while also grouping them up. You know, like... um, you know, and, and so there's certain days of the week that we don't meet, and that's where we more individualize certain things. Okay. Like, because, like, hey, just run four or five easy. Somebody that's run 40, 50, 60 miles a week, they might only have a short mileage a day, or they might just even be cross-training. Whereas, like, somebody that, you know, if I got somebody run run 100 miles, 110 miles a week, you know, there's, in order to hit that number, you got you to gotta put in work. Put in work, you know? yeah. So... Yeah, I just try to individualize, and I try to get to know each person. I spend a lot of time cultivating and uh, relationships, and 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 that that relationship more often than not extends long after their time running in my programs. I still I still keep in touch with kids that ran at Butler University. You know, okay. I, I worked at Butler in two thousand five. Yeah, like and so. Whenever I go to the UK to recruit. I stay with former athletes that were at Butler. Okay, you know, cool. Like a long time ago, man.
2: I, I can see that. Yeah, I can.
1: Well, you see us out there at the marsh, like it's pretty light. There's no barking at them and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I just know the
2: the um, the camaraderie that you get in, in that community.
0: That's right. Yep. You know, it's it's that way everywhere you go. That's right. Cool. So, in your recruiting, where's the most interesting place you've been so far? That you would say that you going to get a that you actually got a runner from, oh, or right. gone to an attempt to get a uh, to get a runner.
1: Yeah, I go to the UK quite a bit, so um, it's, it's going to be in the UK. I've yeah, it's just the UK. <laughs> the UK? I've, I've been all over. I've been to Scotland. I've been to like London. I've been to Wales. Mm-hmm. I've been to um, kind of all over there. I've, and I've I've been to. I didn't go recruiting, but I have been to. Um, uh, continental Europe. Okay. So, but
0: um. so UK is like your second home almost when it oh, comes yeah, to. Yeah. Okay. I go there quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we're gonna get to back to us civilian people, <laughs> not you elite elite runners. So it's all
1: relatable. It's, it all, is all, it's it is. all relatable that's physiology. Right.
0: So going to the next question. How do you? What makes a good runner? Is it something that's natural, or is it just like fixing your form? Or what makes somebody a good runner? How can they become? A better runner?
1: I don't think it's with particularly with long-distance running I don't think it's um, anything necessarily physical I think it is about your approach your discipline I think it's about your perspective how you see the work you know you gotta see value in it for example uh, so my boss the director of track and field at Lamar mm-hmm. uh, Trey Clark you know he started running um, a couple of years ago and when he started you know, he'd go out just for a couple miles, He's running, like, 11-minute miles. He'd come back in the office talking about, you know, I started out, like, at this and that, and, and you know, and I closed, and it was just under 11 minutes. Well, now he's going out, and he's running, like, 10 miles at 9-minute pace or yeah. faster. And then we even go and we do workouts, and, you know, he'll close an 8-mile uh, tempo run, and he'll be running 6.45 for the last mile. Wow. Right. Dang. So, like— to go in like two and a half years where he's running you know 11 minute miles to now he's doing like long tempo runs breaking seven minutes you know and, and for him like say what made him successful was that he is super super disciplined yeah and he's super dedicated and I think that if everybody brings that uh, perspective and mentality to anything yeah not just running, but if they bring that discipline, that consistency, um, I think they can see big gains. And I don't care if you're doing math. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah,
0: it's discipline and consistency. That's, right. that's it. That's what. And that's one of the two things me and that preach when we have our clients and training is like, you have to be consistent. That's right. If you right. consistent, you could do. But you have to start and be consistent. When you can't be three weeks, and then you take off four weeks, and then come back in three weeks and expect you to be back on the same level. That's right. That's I can,
2: to- I can just about guarantee you. A, at a 99.99% that you, if you or come to me in earnest and you show us, you know, some consistency, you know, you, you're going to get better. 100%. You know, I mean, that's with anything else. You don't have to see us or it, it doesn't matter where you go. It's not rocket science. It's, it's consistency. Yeah. I mean, really?
1: it's the ten thousand hour rule, right? They talk about training to do to be an expert or something good. And that's turned out not to be necessarily <laughs> an accurate number necessarily, but like, you know, ten thousand hours. I mean you're yeah, just doing you're, something a lot. Yeah. Who they said?
0: I think uh, what was that guy for Toronto that was a real good hitter? They said employed that. And that's when he started hitting good late on in his career. Last name Batista.
1: Oh, Dante Batista, is that right? No. Jose Batista. He
0: got Jose he got punched by the guy from the Rangers that one time.
1: Oh no, you're talking about Robin Ventura. No, uh, he not got vent- Ventura. Ryan. Ventura
0: is the one that got that beat up by Nolan Ryan. But anyway, oh, yeah. I think it's,
1: it's Jose Batista. He went to Oklahoma we State, you bring that up on purpose. <laughs> no, <Robin> Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know what you're doing. No, <laughs> no, I, I, actually I didn't know that. But he 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 kind of hold that whole thing like the ten thousand rule. Like that's when he realized he got better hitting late on. But mm-hmm. you have to do things right. You can't just go out there and practice something wrong. For sure. And expect and expect to get better at it. So, mm-hmm. all right. We're going to do some rapid fire questions. No, No, it's not really. So I'll give you the thing and I'll give you, you know, give us about a minute for each. So top five errors you see in a common everyday runner.
1: And how would you, how would you fix them? Okay. So one, I think they go out too fast. Too fast. fast. Okay. Like I was at the Mars this morning. I saw a dude like he started, (laughs) he he was new to running, but man, he was starting off fast. (laughs) So start off fast. They don't go long enough. They don't go consistent enough. Like you got to do it regularly, you know, throughout the week. Yeah. Um, those are three mistakes. Oh, and then like like I say, f- fueling afterwards. I think recovering afterwards is a big thing. Something like obviously, um, you know, I think the enhanced recovery drink is is really good and good yeah. for you. But like Gatorade, water, mm-hmm. anything. So many people are just like no, no, I'm good. You got to put it in. Got to put it in. No matter how much you don't feel like putting it in.
0: And I think that's my biggest thing because I do a lot of my I do a lot of running fasted in the morning time because I don't, I fast at eleven o'clock every day, but I learned that was a mistake. So now I push my longer runs off until after I eat breakfast. Then I go running about 12 twelve one. I feel a lot better. Yep. I see, don't feel like I'm forced.
2: See, there's a reason why there's some good breakfast places right by Cattail Marsh. <laughs> that's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> I haven't ran Cattail yeah. Marsh in a long time. Man, go. Get yeah, so. we need to go out there.
1: It's good. So and then maybe the other thing is maybe people pro- probably wear their shoes a, a bit long. You know, you mm. get a, like shoes only good for about four hundred to five hundred miles, but some people keep the same pair of shoes for three years.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's, it's mind blowing that people don't invest in good running shoes. Right. They're like, man, my feet hurt and I can't go around. My calves hurt, my knees hurt, and I say, well, have you got somebody like go somewhere as simple as on the run where they could just break down. Your foot structure. and say, Okay, these are the shoes you need, and right. let you go from there. The
1: yep. Nike app has a um,
2: has a deal on there where you can keep track of the keep miles for your, miles shoes. On your shoes. Yep,
0: yep. And Strava
1: I'm, does it. Garmin can do yeah. it. There's a lot of. Things.
0: And I've actually learned to not do casual walking in my shoes because that I'm down too as well. So if I have my running shoes, I only wear them when I'm running. Yep. I don't just go, you know, go to the. Because you see people with these Brooks on and these Hoka's. Mm-hmm. And they, they, yeah, they, oh, man, these feel so good. But then they go take off, pretty sure you got got 100 pairs of running shoes, though. Yep. So, <laughs> yep those things are expensive. They can be. A good pair of running shoes. I, was, I remember when I first did my marathon, I got hooked. I will like, say, man, what kind of shoes I get? I was trying to buy them all.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to get the one that's right for your your foot. Your foot, your, yes. The way that you, your, your gait and your strike, you know, yeah. you got to do so things. I think now I use the Asic Keanu
0: gels. Okay. And I just got some New Balance, which is a real light shoe that I run in. Yep. So, those are pretty good.
1: I like them, yep. so. I like the. For me, I run in the Brooks Ghost. The team runs. Um, we, you know, we're both Under Armour and Brooks. So okay. Yeah,
2: yeah I run in the uh, the Pure Flows,
1: Oh the, yeah.
0: the Brooks
2: Pure Flows. Yep,
0: they're great. Yep. I've been running those things for years. What do you think about those new Nike shoes that they banned? Did they ban them with those yeah. carbon plates in them?
1: Yeah, no. That's and that is a big contentious thing in in running. Um, so, like I say, some of the professional type athletes I run in, like it's key for them, like. um, there is a definite benefit, I believe. You so know. did they take the plate out the shoes? Oh no!
0: So how many plates are in them? Is it two? Or
1: I, I don't know. I don't know how the shoe is constructed, but uh-huh. I know that the, with the carbon uh, plate in it, now it's not just Nike that's making them; they're all making them. So, like, yeah, Saucony has a pair. Uh, you know, Hoka. They all. So, like what them. does the plate do? So, so it adds a little bit of, like, it's like a. It's a solid plate, so it kind of um, gives a little spring in there. It's not, not a spring. I don't want you guys thinking like Bugs Bunny. And, yeah, like, but it, it's just
0: that little extra. If you're an elite runner, it gives you that extra oomph. Yep. Because I heard when Nike came out with it, they couldn't use them because everybody, they have to live not to have a competitive advantage, everybody had to give time for everybody else to have to make it as so well. I guess
2: it would work real good against uh, your foot fatigue and stuff, too, from that, from that
0: arch. Yep, some
1: of it, yep. I mean, hmm. Yeah, That's and then I don't know the chronology of how okay. it all came about, but I know that a lot of my athletes, like, they – and they're only good for a couple of races. Really? Yeah, you can't put miles on those things. Sales awesome. by <laughs> You can know have regular folks going out there buying those shoes.
0: Like $300, $300 <laughs> shoes. So it's you can here. only use – hold on, you can only use $300 shoes for, like, a couple of races mm-hmm. or
1: mm-hmm. – Like, maybe two marathons.
0: Really? Yeah. Man, yeah, I'm good in my in my hundred dollars. Yeah, I'll keep, yeah, <laughs> keep what I paid 150. I felt like I was doing something Right. So I feel 150? like I'm on top of the world. Well,
1: you know in Lance Armstrong's Man. you know his book. It's not about the bike. Well Some think it is about the shoe. Bike, yeah, right. yeah
0: All
1: right, so backtracking
0: you said don't go out too fast yep. uh Proper nutrition. That's right. Proper shoes. Yep. Do it more consistently. Do it more consistently. What was the fifth one? Um
1: yeah, I don't even remember
0: now. There wasn't one. Yeah, maybe there wasn't one. Okay, so now you got to give us a feel.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. What do what do people do, what do? People not do? I don't know. I think we'll just stick with four. Yeah, four. Yeah, Four's we'll stick good. With four Four's Four's good enough.
0: Four is good enough. Four is good enough. to set in the bar. high. You know, hey, well, you know that's hey, man, I like to. So. I think we're coming to the point of the show where we, you know, we're kind of getting to the to the end point. And I always like to put my guests on the spot at the end. I don't give I don't give this question a pre question. So but first and foremost, let me get you a chance to share your uh social media handles. How can people get in touch with you if they have any questions? Or where can they find you at?
1: Yeah, so I'm really simple. I'm just Tony Houchin. Like, Tony Houchin. Yep, okay. Tony Houchin on Instagram. <laughs> yep. That's that's probably the best place. And, and Facebook. Okay. Um, those are some easy places. And obviously my email at, at lamar. If you want to email me at, at a houchin uh, at lamar. Edu, because um, you know I do do uh, some personal coaching on the side. Okay. Um, so
0: if one someone
1: wants to get into some personal coaching, right. just send you an email. That's right. Yep. Okay.
0: And I do a lot of that through correspondence.
1: Like okay, what we do is not a high technique driven. Um, Uh, 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 pursuit. So like a lot of what we do is we just kind of, you know, I write the workouts. Like I coach a woman, you know, uh, I coach two women in the UK right now. One uh, was British uh, um, national champion in the marathon this summer, this past summer. It was was, obviously a small field, but um, she went and she won the the British marathon championships. I had another woman who was... uh, and she's a Lamar alum, Verity Ackenden. So the British marathon champion was Natasha Cockrum. The um, the Lamar alum is Verity Ackenden, and she was the British uh, silver medalist in the 5K and the indoor 3K. But then I also coach uh, through correspondence um, Andrea Pomeransky, and she ran the Olympic trials in the marathon. And I didn't coach her to that, but I okay. started coaching her just after that. Okay, cool, and cool. She's, she's killing it. So
0: okay, good stuff. And where can people get these drinks again? These good drinks. Yep,
1: uh, online, ERS uh ER SportsDrink.com. Um yeah, they have, like I say, they have a Twitter, they have um an Instagram, it's direct to consumer online right now. I think they're I think you can find it on Amazon though. Um, so oh, we're gonna have to look at that. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. All right,
0: man. So now comes to the good part. Oh, here we go. Mm. So what would be Tony's words of wisdom that you'd like to leave the people?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many words <laughs> of wisdom I got. But, um, yeah, you know, I, like we were saying beforehand, I think uh, long-distance running in particular is an activity that you can take with you throughout your, the course of your life, and it's something that's going to um, increase the longevity of your life and the quality of your life. And I think more people should get out there and do it, and don't be afraid to do it. And don't be too proud to get out there and do it poorly at first. Mm, you know, if you go, go out and you do it slow, so what? And
2: there
1: they're going to be surprised at the people they meet when
2: they get out there too.
1: That's great. Like that's how we met, right? You know? and, and through this this community, and we would see each other regularly and. Just say hey, next thing you know.
0: Spoke of a conversation. Yeah. That's how that knows everybody. He literally yeah. knows everybody in Southeast Texas to right. running. It's like <laughs> so sure. how you know that person. Oh, you know, I met him, when we was running. Oh, <laughs> we used to run catch up march together. Well, so I know.
1: he's the fittest guy I know in Beaumont, man. I when know, yeah. Him, I was, I felt bad about myself. <laughs> running down,
0: running down. He runs down Dallin with his shirt off for right. a reason. So
1: <laughs> you put in that work, you want to show it off. That's, so. true. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Well, yeah. Tony, man, I Y'all appreciate you
0: appreciate you joining, joining the show. I think to the audience, you open up a lot of eyes to actually – running could be simple, but it is some complexities in there to make yourself a better runner. You, like you say, you know we tell people to just get out there and go run, but take the time to invest in using getting the right – get some good information, getting the right equipment, right technique, and stay consistent with
1: it. So yep, that's right. Yep, get out the door to keep it simple. Like yep. you don't need to be inundated with too much technical information, just – Start putting one foot in front of the other and you'll be all right.
0: There you go. There you go. Appreciate it. So thank you guys for uh, listening to the show. You can follow us at the Masters of Fitness Podcast at MOF Podcast on Instagram. I am EJ underscore Doyle on Instagram and you are? At King Thad. At King Thad. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, uh, YouTube, everywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find us. So make sure you download the show. Uh, download the show with Tony. Give us a comment. Give us a like. And uh, thank you for joining the show. And we appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you guys being here Thanks with us today. Out, Tony. Thanks, Thanks for so coming out, Tony. Thank you. Flattered. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was a good. Yeah. It was a good discussion. I told you yeah. it's gonna go by quick. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> go by yeah. quick. So. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you for joining us. Cue the cool drop. drop, drop.